The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z dot com. Here I'm Jermaine Morris with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing episode 17 for you the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Where we get together and talk about stuff going on out here in this life, out here in the world, out here in these streets. Doubt. Something we think that not only we, as in me and him, but everybody should be saying something about. No doubt. We definitely need to say a lot about a lot of things. I think too many people are saying enough about. A lot of stuff been going on out here in the traffic. Uh, big, huge thing right now, and if you're in anywhere America, is the, the Easter weekend shooting out there. Yeah, what you do for Easter? Like, let's let's not, before, before we, we jump get... into that, like, what, what was your Easter thing? It was a quiet little Sunday. The only people I came across are the people I saw at the grocery store. I only left the house once. The grocery store was open? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was quiet. They said the yeah. big rush was on Saturday. No doubt. Um, I got some groceries, went back to the house. I passed the neighbor when I came home. And mm-hmm. I actually, for the moment, more, 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 wrote a new blog post. And okay. I actually got some work done. It was cool. Quiet. You ain't sent me a blog post in, like since June or something. I ain't written one in a minute. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't written good, one in a minute, good, so good I'm back to work up. now. No doubt. New Sun every Sunday. That's the new rule. Every okay. Sunday, so new blog post get... at a moment with Morris. Yeah, all right. Well, I need that. Yeah, every every Sunday, new blog Your post. Your perspective is enlightening. You know what? And the blog post actually is relative to what's going uh-huh. on out you here. Said, man, in these streets. So you did your Easter thing. You hey, chased some caught. bunnies. You went and found some eggs. Yeah. Let me before we <laughs> before we like really get it in. When did bunnies start laying eggs uh i believe that was when cadbury had the the commercial where it was you remember where they had like their, all the auditions know. the cadbury cream egg the... not i don't i'm trying to figure that out i don't remember anything that you're saying um, but i'm trying to get this like how did we associate the eggs the easter the bunny the whole bit well most of that uh, and this is not to take away from anybody's re- religious ideology. I'm not. I'm not trying to rain you on your parade. You can rain on their parade. It's well, okay. no, I'm, I'm. I'm saying if you if you celebrate the Passover, uh, what is it, 16th Nisan? If you're recognizing, if you're a Christian, if you're recognizing the the death and resurrection of Jesus, that's what you subscribe to. Um, <laughs> No, I'm saying that's one thing. The 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 celebration, the eggs and the bunny is something separate. They've just been kind of joined together. But you still have not answered the question. Well, no, that's what I'm getting oh, to. But with, can you just get to that? I just want to know how did the eggs and the bunny? Well, because get, they're they're, they're representations of I uh, believe it's the goddess Ishtar. Okay. Which is the the goddess of fertility. Okay. You ever hear people saying hump yeah, like yeah, hump exactly, like rabbits? Exactly, exactly. And fertile like eggs. No doubt. That's where that comes from. Okay. So and that's really... that's the onset of spring, which spring love, spring okay. is in the air, fertility. Damn. And here sex. comes the, here comes the eggs. And then you put those two together. With the bunny. With the bunny. Hump like rabbits, two fertile they both represent both, fertility. But they don't hatch. They don't push out no eggs. No, it's not the rabbits just, are not laying eggs. They're just two symbols that are I together. Just, the the same as a Christmas tree and a reindeer. They're just listen, put together but they're not. The whole thing and, you know, shouts out to all my people, um, you know, who do what they do. And This is not a bitter black man who's trying to take away all these European pagan holidays away from the kids. It's just sometimes... I think it's just too much. 
Sometimes I think that we need to separate what it is to what it isn't. If it's resurrection day, if it's Easter, choose a side. And I know people break down like, okay, well, you know, because last uh, year uh, it was on March 27th. And this year it was April 16th. And every year, if you look at it, the whole date changes. Yeah, that's different, though. Because that it's in relation to the harvest moon. The harvest moon. I so get the, the whole shit, so the, that's why the date. Changes. Yeah, I get it. But, but guess what? My date of my birthday remains the same. So this is what I'm gonna do yeah. officially. Okay. For all my people, my birthday was May 29th. Okay. But this year, guess what I'm gonna do? I am going to celebrate it June 29th. Okay. I, I'm switching it all up, baby. June 29th. June 29th is, is Newberry Axe's birthday. That's what I'm just saying. Right? I mean, I, I I get that, but it, but a lot of stuff falls off of a lunar calendar, which is the cycle of the full moon, which in a lot of days predates the calendar that's that's used now. So if you follow the lunar calendar, it, the, it you don't care what the calendar is. Yeah. So if, if that's... I get all that. Well, but but I'm saying the reason why I say that is most people who who celebrate it don't do that. Like they don't they don't take it a step further. They just do. Hey, somebody told me what's that? What day we celebrating Easter? This oh, well, is, that's what is I, this Sunday? Okay, okay, we're gonna do it this Sunday. That's what they do. Yeah, they're, they're, all I'm they're, saying. They're not digging that. They're not deep. digging that deep. They're not that deep. They're just it's <laughs> March 20th. Oh no, it's April. Okay. And he's risen. He's resurrected. So right. he's resurrected a different time every year. Like that's my thing. I'm not going to sit there because people get too sensitive when you talk about politics and when you talk about their religious beliefs, yeah. right? And when you talk about their badass kids when their kids is acting bad, right? All that stuff. So I'm not going to go into it, but I just find it kind of funny how – because I don't subscribe to none of the um, many religions that we have that we've been given and ordained to, to try to follow so we can walk our way into heaven. I don't. I believe – um, I think sometimes people find it odd that I believe in something higher. I don't. I do. I'm not an atheist. I'm nothing like that. Yeah. I, I definitely believe. I just don't subscribe to all the hypocrisy and all of the craziness when every time, you know, it comes to a holiday, we want to script it like before was like it just was. It was just Easter. Then it's like, well, you know what? We've woken up a little bit, so we're going to just call it the Resurrection Day. It's not about a bunny. It's not about an egg. And then the simple fact that we have bunnies and eggs, it's just like all of it is like the way you've broken down. I get it. I understand it. I just think to me it's absolutely hilarious. Okay. How did you spend your Easter? Oh, well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I was uh, I was actually in the Pacific Northwest. Shouts out to all my people in Portland and um, in Seattle. I actually... Had a, an event out there that I was, um, you know, attended with one of my mentees out that way, equals Oregon State, um, a youth conference in Portland. So rocked out over there, you know, it was powerful, over 500 youth there and just people. I didn't know there was that many people in Portland, black people in Portland. Really? You know what? To be honest with you, bro, like I've been to Portland several times when yeah. I used to do my dirty work. Right. And I was on the underground. So I saw the Negroes doing whatever they was doing. But I mean, that many youth and that many other people that wasn't in the kind of lifestyle that I was living yeah. and that weren't running around homeless. Because when you really look into Portland, like you go into it, dog, you don't just Oregon in general. You don't see that many black folk. It yeah, ain't diverse. You'll, like that. You'll, you'll find in Portland. I've been through there a few times and 
you, you'll find in Portland. Now, if you start talking about like Bend, Oregon, and Merrill, Oregon, and some of them other, oh man, or if you find near the colleges, yeah. So if you find, of course, near, the colleges oh, because well, no, but I'm saying, but but that's where you'll see a little yeah. bit more. But it's not um, like like for instance, when I went to Seattle, it was like night and day. And I've been to Seattle again. I I hadn't been to you know Portland and Seattle since 2008, so it was almost like my redemption tour. Okay. Yeah, because back in the day when I was going out there. I was doing, like I said, dirt Opposite work. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going in there, um, gentrification is is yeah. I spent a little effect. time at the coma. I'm familiar. <laughs> I mean, it's in it's in way effect, just like everywhere else. And um, one thing that I learned when I went to each city, and as I go and I've been around so many different cities, and I tell people all the time, if you're not traveling and not really living, yeah. so sit there and start, you know. Before you can talk about passporting it, you need to start getting to these states. Start yeah. really checking out the environment in these different cities. Sidebar, you're going to need a passport to go state to state eventually. You know what? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. But listen, that ain't but <laughs> That was coming. Don't stress me okay. out on that, right? Because there's going to be people going to be sitting right yeah, yeah, there. That, that was coming. But, but what I found to be like really the norm or like the set movement is – the downtown and city areas are beginning to flourish, right? Okay. They're rebuilding the state of the art. It's technology. It's the especially um, in Seattle. Oh man, it's it's, it's, it's it's very hip. It's it's newness, right? And poverty is at its like there's tent cities everywhere. Poverty yeah. is at its all time high. So there's tent cities and everywhere. It's like not only in Oakland, not only in Sacramento, but it's in Portland. And Portland is crazy, right? But at the same time, with all that as well. Black people in all these places are not striving, are being moved out, being pushed out to a lot of these suburbs, right? So the black communities that have been kind of um, stated there, they're now Negroes being pushed and moved out. So I've seen this kind of agenda being in every city, whether it's D.C., Baltimore, Brooklyn, Dallas, whatever. Gentrification is nationwide. Uh, gentrification, if you're not familiar with the termo- terminology, I know you've seen it wherever you are in your city. Gentrification, though it is not racially based, there seems to be races that get hit by it more than others. Oh, yeah. The basis of gentrification is to go into lower income areas mm-hmm. and then you purchase the properties for cheap yeah. and then you upgrade those areas and you kind of raise the price point. So just an example is say you live in an area where you found a, an apartment for 800 a month. Like, that's where you're living at now. And so gentrification comes in. They buy up the buildings, develop. And now, all of a sudden, the apartment that was 800 a month because of the new boutiques on the corner, the new diners, the new restaurants, it's now 1350 yeah. for the exact same apartment. Yes, sir. But because the surrounding area has upgraded now, people who were living at 800 could afford 800 now they move out the people at 800 because the people who were 800 can't afford 1350. Yeah, yeah. So now you get a brand new group of people in, and the people paying eight got to pack up and leave Dodge. You got developers becoming billionaires, but that's the hustle. And 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 you know what? And commonly, if it's a developer that's attached to the city, and that's attached to the city officials, you there's know what I'm saying? Going on. So so there's definitely matter of fact <laughs> the craziest story, man. Like my, my 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 brother, you know, shouts out to my brother, uh, you know, Pierre Harper. He um, actually had somebody working on his crib, right? Okay. And the person was really, you know, half-ass uh, Negro doing half-ass jobs in his bathroom, right? So, you know, it took him like 65 days to do the bathroom work, right? When okay. everybody else was knocking shit out. He sends me a, a link 
and this guy that was helping or you know doing the work in his house is now being indicted for fraudulent you know what I'm saying um fraudulent business with the city getting those kind of kickbacks oh, okay. we're talking about you know yeah. building and developing certain projects like he's caught up in that scandal yeah and what I told him I said black people aren't allowed to do white collar crimes like as soon as black people try to do the white collar crime things they get hit a lot quicker and a lot faster than norm okay what I would say to that and I agree with you completely uh and if you ever remember, you would see it on TV if you didn't have this real world experience to where there was an old joke that uh, black kids are surprised that white kids talk to their parents the way they do, just as white kids are surprised that black kids don't. Like if you ever grow up, the idea of cursing your mama out or, or really just even stating your opinion was foreign in most black families. But then you go over to your white friend's house and he's telling his mom to shut up. You're invading my personal space. Uh, this is my room. Like, you know, the, that 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 kind of that that back and forth that was not prevalent in most black homes. Well, that same thing kind of applies to crime. Uh, your white friend, Timmy, may do some stuff uh, when he gets caught. And when you get caught, it's not the same. White Timmy can yell back at his mama telling her to shut up and get out my room. And he's put on timeout. Yeah. You tell your mama to shut up and get out your room and you waking up like, yeah, for real. <laughs> like yeah, you waking real. up with a concussion yeah. and you trying to figure out what happened and how many people jumped you. That's crazy. But the same rule applies that when it pertains to crimes and stuff out in, 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 in this society. I mean, and, and, I, and, I, and I look at that and it just like I said, just traveling, you get to see a lot of different things. And, um, you know, that's how I spent my time. I just hung out, did what I did, visit people. And just chilled and just saw a lot of the work that, you know, we're doing and a lot of the work that we need to do overall. Like every city is being hit. You know what I'm saying? And when I say tent city, I mean, really, there's people that are homeless that are living on sidewalks. yo. Well, and let's let's address that for a second, too, because there you hear about the war on terror. You hear about the war on drugs. Uh, there's a war on poverty. Mm. There's, there's a war on homeless. Like, I think a lot of people don't get... It's against the law to be homeless. Like, like you, to, for real, take that in. Like, if you think about somebody who's struggling, somebody who's destitute, somebody who's starving, uh, that's against the law. Like, if you don't have a home, if you don't have a residency, you don't have an address, uh, you can't just sit where you want. You can't just sit. That's loitering. It's against the law to sleep in public places. Like, you can't... Like, you know, those tent cities... We're here in Sacramento. I know you can hear this anywhere, but we had an area, a little tent city set up of people who they were kind of pushed in this area with nowhere to go. The city came through. Police officers came through with box cutters and came through and slashed the homeless tents, uh, the little the makeshift shelters that they had, destroyed them and kicked them to the ground and told them to keep it pushing because nobody wants that in their city. <laughs> But you're talking about people with literally nowhere to go. Yeah. You know, there's this idea that people are choosing to be on the street. Yeah, well, the, and then you remember when, um, you know, they had the Super Bowl over there in Santa Clara, yeah. right? That you have a, you know, San Francisco, what, 20, 30 minutes from Santa Clara, right? Something like that. And you literally had homeless people being pushed out of their community in San Francisco, right? 
because it's not a good look. Yeah, because they didn't want the, the tourism that and all of the the money that was going to come. Because to be honest with you, if they kept a lot of the homeless around, they was going to come up as well, right? Yeah. That was going to be a big weekend for them. Oh yeah, trust when me, it came to week, Super Bowl weekend, Santa oh, Clara and the Bay Area was flooded with homeless and strippers. But but exactly, yeah, because <laughs> it was they, a money weekend. It was <laughs> they shipped them out. But what I'm just basically saying is, in those parts, in this situation overall, man, it's it's a sad it's a sad thing, man. It's always important to give back because you're gonna get back. But I just hate that situation. I I hate it so much because it's like I know that could be me in any given day. Yeah, and I think that it's important to 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 say something and acknowledge the people who are out there struggling to 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 have a degree of compassion when you come across these people. You know, everybody out there sleeping on the street is not a drug addict. Yes, sir. Everybody out there is is not a criminal. Yes, sir. Uh, everybody out there is just not just the lowest drudges of society. Just 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 to put it in proper perspective, just because that's always important we like to do on this show, is the average American is two weeks away from homelessness. Like like really get that in wherever you are for the most part anywhere in America. Now there's of course there's exa- there's exceptions. Some people are doing better than others. Have certain savings, have reserves, whatever. But if you work right now, if your income was cut off for 30 days, say so whatever you got, you don't get a penny from today for 30 days, and then you don't get paid for two weeks from that day. Most of you would be on the street. Well, I'm about to be on the street because I just looked at my bank statement from this this weekend. Yeah, and I'm gonna need a loan, bro. I'm saying that's just real. No, but I'm I really need some money. Well, we just upgraded to say something. <laughs> I'm studio, just so saying though, man. But this is. <laughs> I mean, I know we're gonna you know, put some money on the mics and all that, but brother, that's and that's another thing. Portland has probably got some of the greatest places to eat, dog. Like yes. real, and I'm telling you, I've been to New York, Chicago, Dallas. But Portland? Portland got a lot of good spots. And the thing about it is they have those food trucks. It's food truck mania there. Like, that's like... You sound like you're trying to relocate. Man, <laughs> let me tell you something. If that weather was a little bit better and there was a little bit more black folk, but shoot, you never know. I might get it popping over there. But that part, and it was just all of these moms and pop. Talk When we talk about... Uh, what uh, food to fork? You know, talk about that. That's the new yeah, yeah. Sacramento uh, thing. Farm to fork. Farm to fork joint. That's no. what it is. Farm to fork joint. Sacramento claims that. I don't know. I I just can't buy that. Man. Yeah, that's the whole. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's the whole um, straight from the ground man, to your plate listen. is is Sacramento's new creed. It used to be the city of trees. Now yeah, it's it should the stay the farm city of to trees. fork. Trying uh, to spearhead that campaign nationwide. There were so many different spots. In spots, in spots you wouldn't expect. And like I said, I've been there before. So coming back to seeing even newer spots, I was like, yo, I got my food on. So now, like I said, let's get back to this, man. I need a long dog. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. All right. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot that's happened. So Easter weekend. So a lot of people had the opportunity to get together with, with, with family and friends. And, and even, and I say this, regardless of whatever your religious perspective is, uh, you know, if you had, to, if you got the chance to see grandma, you got a chance to see your grandbabies, you got the chance to see, you know, little sisters home from college because of spring break. Like, hopefully, you had an opportunity to do some of that sort of stuff because, as, as much as uh, it was good times for a lot of people, you know, you get to hang out and even if the, you had the Easter egg hunt in the backyard and whatever that was that you were doing, uh, the struggle was real for a lot of people. And you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit just to get started, but. There's a man that I want to give uh, the, the nod to because he he lost his life on some nonsense. And that was uh, Robert Godwin Sr. 
Now, most of the headlines were filled with the person who took his life, the the, the person who, who shot him on, uh, who posted the, the shooting on Facebook and it sent um, a manhood over five states and, and all that. But I'm just giving the first moment to, to Robert Godwin Sr. He was a grandfather who spent the day with his family and he got to see his kids and his grandkids and his loved ones. And, you know, with, with the Tupperware and tinfoil, he took some food home and and he offered to he decided to walk home because the weather was so nice and he was feeling feeling good. And he was just had a good day. And somebody he didn't even know came by and took his life unnecessarily. And uh, I think that we need to a- acknowledge those people out there who, who are on the struggle side, those people who aren't criminals, those people who aren't vagrants, who aren't doing wrong, who just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You know, that 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 real stuff happens. So there's real tragedies that go on and we can address the other dude because, <laughs> like I said, I want to give that nod to Robert Godwin Sr. because his life, he was, was he 78, I believe? Yeah, and, and you know what the one foul thing about what's going on now because I think Negroes, we are the, we are becoming the biggest oppressors of each other, right? Yeah. Um, is that now everyone is like, yo, his girl was hella young. That means they were with each other this much. So he's a pedophile. Like It's like, yo, let the man rest in power and let the man rest and be who he was for his family. Let's not go pry into this guy. It's like as much as we always point the finger at the supremacist, at the system, and trust me, we definitely know how they have all of the things that kind of happened to us is entangled by um, their trickery, their foolery, and their plan. But if we keep on executing the plan with them and helping them push us backwards, I think that we got to look at ourselves in the mirror. And my whole thing is the, the accountability part, right? Yeah. Like, when are we going to take accountability? And I think that's when we go diving deeper to just talk about the prowess of what happened in that moment with the dude, right? Yeah. So the dude, uh, Steve Stevens, was, is the one who, who took the life uh, of the older gentleman. And he had a breakdown where he was saying, well, alleged breakdown, because a couple things on that. So he, I mean, he well, got, he had, he had, well, like, let's, let's, well, he I'm had saying, a I'm breakdown, addressing, but I'm addressing I what he said. First. I understand what you're saying. He, he, he said that he did this because he snapped because he he had a thankless job. He worked at a university. A lot of us do. Yeah, he said he worked at a university and he listened to other people's problems all the time. And nobody listened to and his. And no one listened to his. His friends every time he That's tried to true. every time a lot he tried to go through that. Yeah, yeah. Every time he tried to present an issue to his friends, he was kind of told, you know, you, you're being you're feminine acting, knock that crying mess off. Sounds like a negro. Uh then he had his 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 mother whom he said, you know, he didn't get support. And then he had his girlfriend for whom he said was pretty much the capper that that put him over the edge. Was, it could happen. Which was dealing with her. Well, the reason why I say that is because I saw the video part, like the interview part. I didn't watch the part where, where, where he was shot. I just saw kind of the, uh, I guess, the aftermath part of it when he was talking about, man, I just shot these people, whatever. Very lucid, very focused, clear-thinking individual. Yeah. So, uh, to me... When I think of breaking down, snapping, um, I, I need to see some sweat beads. I need to see some 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 razzled, some frazzled, some kind of disheveled look about you. That is a very lucid, unaccountable individual that can 
clearly and and detailed say no it was her fault for this it was their fault for that it was this and this and this and i did this because nobody listened to me and clear focus not missing a beat regulated heart rate like solid dude like i didn't see no part of struggle in this man's face coming to grips with what just but, happened but, or any of that but at the end of the day like how can we paint a picture of what mental health is supposed to look like mental illness is supposed to look like well no 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 what i say is is that i'm not making the argument that this man was not mentally unstable or whatever what i say is that if you're i'm saying you did this is just my take and this is not you know no string of letters after my name no doctor whatever just my take on it is, is this is where you need to need to say i'm just on some stuff like when you start talking about i did this because you did that because you did this because you didn't do that. When you can start listing off all the people that you say pushed you to doing something, uh, that to me is what starts to take away from your the, the emotional no, problem. Do you I know think, what I mean? And like, I, and I think that's why a lot of people are trying to create a conspiracy theory, which we'll get to a little bit later. Yeah, I just look at it because I deal with um, a situation in my own personal life. My mom is schizophrenic. Yeah, so. In a sense of, I see what you're saying. I have seen crazy. Like, yeah. okay, you know. But then at the same time, I've also watched personally um, friends really lose it and be as calm. Just literally the other day, I'm hanging out with this guy. Yeah. And next thing you know, you know, they're in a hospital. You know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. they're getting treatment uh, for whatever depression, for a, a mental breakdown. And I think that in a sense of not taking away from the victim not taking away from the heinous act the cowardly act but also having to be balanced to look at it that this was a man that was crying out for help that was so fed up that knew because of the world we live in currently today the only way and in a sense of you know it's 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 the irony of it but the only way He's going to get the attention from all those people is by going live on Facebook, because as we know, more or less, a lot of us do so much social media posting, social media showing, look at me, help me, save me, because now more or less people will. If you don't know a person, they might be on your friend list, but you don't really know them like that. They may reach out or someone is going to try to help or understand what you're going through because they may be going through the same yeah, thing. I, I, I get that. And and, and please, let me preface, I do not take anything away from people who go through, who, who are really battling mental issues. And I'm not even saying that he but I, that's what I'm beholden, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. But in the same sense of when you know that, there's a lot of people, dog, that are craving for someone just to pay attention and to understand them. I will say this because I've gone through these moments where at times, because I was so frustrated with that person that I was with, I was like, I want to have something happen to her or I want to do something to myself because I want that person to understand the level of anger and frustration I am receiving no, right now currently. I, 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 I get that too. And, and I mean, I don't think that there aren't people who lash out and have e e emotional breaks and are out of character because of things going on. And that's just if you're for the sake of discussion say okay not if you're battling um bipolar disorder or, or forms of schizophrenia or you have any type of actual physiological issues like if you're just emotional just an emotional issue like 
if you're just having a bad day and you just snap on somebody, I get that happening. You can get overwhelmed with a bunch of other stuff. And this is just the last person you happen to see. You know, typically, like, so I worked in bars and clubs and worked security and stuff for years. And it was always addressed that when somebody comes at you with a bunch of, like, with the, with the chest stuck out and wanting to fight, you always know it's not about you. Like, you've never seen this person before in your life. So whatever it is that they're going, that's going on with them, is between them and something else that's got nothing to do with you. So I get people who have emotional breakdowns and have issues with people in the moment that does not involve the person because they just had too much of their they're, they're getting fed up. I think that both sides are real. I personally just had an issue with it just for the way that it played out. And it's not rooted in anything substantial. I, I just, I, I, so, I, but, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's I, not rooted in anything. Yeah, but, I, but at the same time, the way I saw it, the calmness of it, I looked at it as... Like, this dude knows he's in too deep. He's crying out for help. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't know what he's doing at this particular time. He's just really at his breaking point. I'm not condoning it. I do understand it because I've been at very clear points of my breaking point to where I've had to call one of my partners and literally, actually, the the friend that I just said, my, my dude, Pierre Harper, who I love to, my, to the death of me and to the life of me, as well to calm me down in those moments because life is as we know can get very tricky and very shitty and very shifty all at the same time i get that so if so one thing to look at is is that it so let's break this up a little he bit you should have got help though yeah so so starting off with the dude for now because he his he tried to put everything on everyone around him. his mom and his so well he put on his mom his girlfriend his friends his co-workers the people like he he started with Blank everybody guy. everybody but him so i'm saying if you're somebody in that position if you're feeling like I, I reached out to my significant other and they just don't get me i try to talk to my mama and she just is not hearing me i try to go to my boys my support structure or my girls and then whatever and you're just not getting anything back I get where that can be disheartening and where that can get you where you start to feel a little off. And this is where it goes into something that's important, specifically in our community, because we have this thing to where we don't believe that we need to see therapists or that we're anti. Uh, we'll say, you, you'll take it to Jesus. You'll take it to your mama. Yeah. But won't take it to Dr. So-and-so. You ain't trying to get on that couch. You ain't trying to, you know, the therapist, the counselors, the seeing psychiatrist. Or you take it to a bottle or take it to yeah, an airline. Yeah, for whatever reason, we've got the, we've attached this negative stigma to getting professional help for mental or emotional issues. You know, like you should be able to give it to Jesus, uh, give, give, it. It to, give it to Jack Daniels. And he'll fix it. Smoke a little weed, you'll be all right. You know, but there's some stuff that if you're really walking around with that stuff that's on your heart and on your spirit, that you are just have that it feels like nobody gets it. That's when you need to say something to somebody that may have that string of letters behind their name. And, and the thing about it, and when you talk about like the friends and everything like that, it's a rarity that you have a friend that does not judge you, doesn't take the information that you told them and use it against you or do some pillow talking. Right. Because yeah. in the moment of, I think, especially for the black male, we've never been taught to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's these emotions that we have. Like I remember watching a video I was at a training one time and it was a, a three-year-old boy getting his shots, right? Yeah. And he started crying and his father started talking about him like, yo, you're a man. Don't cry. Men, real men don't cry. Man up. And yeah, man up. And so when I was watching it, it was like 
back in the day, I would have been like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. But now I'm in touch, in tune with my emotions, yeah. more or less. I'm like, dude, that's the worst thing you could possibly do for that's that young scared dude. child. Oh, my God. And you're negating their feelings. Exactly. So as young black males and females as well, we at earlier ages, some of us, a, a majority of us, yeah. have been put in traumatic situations. All of us come from the trauma of we were enslaved, right? And the same sense of being enslaved that we are being taught that was the only thing and the first thing that we were here to do and none of the other stuff. So we're in a school. We see all these kids. And if you were a kid that was in a predominantly black school, you're with a bunch of white kids and some other kids. And then you hear in history. Oh, yeah. By the way, you guys basically took care of all of us like, oh, really? Or if you're in a predominantly black school that a lot of those kids are hyperacting and then you can't really learn. So you got to jump in with the hyperactive kids as well because like everybody else is doing it. So you're going to go follow the lead. So there's so many different traumatic things that happen in our lives. And we talked about the molestation. We talked about, um, you know, the car incarceration. We've talked about all these different things and all these different shows that we've had to state where the black folk are going and we're heading where we're at right now. So when we talk about trauma, the fact that we have not dealt with any of those yeah. incidents we haven't clearly got diagnosed we we haven't clearly um had it be on a health kind of focus for black people in general it's almost kind of like well it happened move on deal with it and that doesn't happen with everybody else. yeah and for people who don't quite get that if you're of other ethnicities nationalities and you can't quite put your finger on what that feels like it, it, it's almost like you broke both your legs and someone's telling you to walk it off so it, you're like, no, this has to be reset. It has to be rehealed. It has to be taken care of. You can't just tell somebody to just walk off. And when and when people give the argument that, well, you weren't a slave and nobody you knew was a slave, so it shouldn't affect you. There is something that is referred to as post-traumatic slave Man. disorder. And here here's a way to, to, to put in a better scenario for somebody. So if your great-grandfather played violin and your great grandfather played violin and your grandfather played violin now that doesn't mean that you or your kids are going to be musically inclined but it's a much higher probability based upon the generations that came before you when you come from trauma abuse emotional scarring unresolved issues from your your great grandfather had it then your great grandfather had it then your grandfather had it then your father had it. Does that mean that you're necessarily going to get it or that your child will get it? No, but you're much more likely to carry over some of those traits. So when it comes to emotional triggers, when it comes to psychological uh, and traumatic responses, it's the same as if uh, people who are terrified of dogs and don't know why yeah. find out that your mom got bit when she was six. There are some, some, some genetic markers that go into being fearful, but there are some things to where Things just trigger you. Things trigger your parents. Tr things trigger your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents and the people that are around you. Things that trigger your neighbors, yeah. like all those things. And then they start exhibiting behavior, which kind of puts you in a, in a certain kind of emotional and mental space. Well, basically, at the same time as well, you know, just to make it plain, bottom line, as a black person in America <laughs> or a black person in general in the world, we are forced to be the best of the best at all times we have to be greater than great 
You know, so in the same sense, when people talk about, oh, well, slavery never affected you because, you know, you weren't mother effer. What was the crack 80s? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's mass incarceration? What's the uh, the education system? Like, talk to me about how it hasn't affected me. And let's go down the line of all these different, different things that have affected us. But with that being said, that still does not give this guy currently who's done all of what he's saying, because we don't know if he killed 13 yeah, people. Yeah, because that, that's something important, too, because he said... And, and another thing with the video is that it, he, the video wasn't released live. Wow. So he filmed the, the, the shooting first, then released it hours later. And so in the video that he was doing, he was saying that he killed like 13, yeah, 15 yeah. He's people. Like he got him in a and he said, look behind this building yeah. and such and, and such, that's, such and such. And we'll see if that is, is real or, or not. And to this, to, 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 to the point now, right now, it's not. There's no other bodies found right. except for the one that he shot. That also was what made me kind of a little side eye. Well, and I think that's why videos. when we go into like the whole conspiracy theory as well, people have said that. But my saying is like this. Bottom line is you still have to find a way to navigate, to receive and get some help. Yes. Cut off some people, try to, because I'm telling you, man, because I've been through these dark roads of depression. I get it. Everything is falling apart. No, I Find that help. I understand. And and I it took me years before I eventually resolved a bunch of stuff that was going I was almost 30 when I got over a Bruh, bunch of Donnie stuff. Bro, Donnie want to talk about but, the stuff that I finally resolved. What, what I, but I'm saying, so I, I get the idea of if you feel like there's nobody that you can talk to about things. But this is why it's also saying something to the fact of, A, if you're the person, if you can't find relief in the people you already know, like the the, the the support structure you're reaching out to, you're not getting help. No one seems to be hearing you. A, then you need to reach outside of yourself, out of their circle, and you need to might need to enlist some help. Call somebody, talk to somebody, see somebody. B, if you're the if you're the if you're the somebody else. Like I know a lot of times we get busy in our day to day lives, and we get busy in our we got to pay our bills, and we got to worry about our kids, and I got to make it to my job, and and so and so got. Got got basketball and such and such got banned or whatever. Uh, sometimes about you know being hearing people, like w some people aren't just always whining, or they're not just always complaining. Uh -huh. You know, some people man, she's she's always in some drama, uh -huh. or he, he he always got something going there's, on. There's a difference between drama no, and but but some people no. hear it that way. Yeah. Some people like when they when people keep when you when your people whether it be your siblings, your friends, or whatever when when they keep bringing you something. There is a percentage of people who are just talking to hear themselves talk, yeah. but there are some people who are going through stuff, and and sometimes you, you just gotta just you know just check in with your people, yeah, like like really check in with your people. But at the same time, you have to also know because like I said again, I know that there was a whole bunch of people that I couldn't sit there and express myself with the things that I was going through. That's why I said when I went to Portland and Seattle, like that was redemption. Like I ain't been there since the time. You know, in 08, when I kind of left the lifestyle and yeah. then in the changing of the guard of who I am today, it, it took a lot. And it doesn't stop right then and there, because I think that the pressures of the world, and the pressures of life, it, it creates that avenue. And the unfortunate thing about black people is that we tend to laugh at individuals because we always tend to be like those are white problems. Black folks okay. don't have those problems. Well, well, sticking with what you just said right there, in, in which is huge within us, is that 
because in so many ways and on so many levels, we have such a self-esteem deficit. It's why we try to purchase self-esteem or wear self-esteem or drive self-esteem. Um, we are the only group that truly just revels in the satisfaction of being able to belittle, insult, and put down each other. Like we we look at wherever, depending upon where you're from, we call it capping, snapping, signifying, roasting, whatever it wherever it is you're from. There's a there's a term for it, but it means the same thing. Where we 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 there's a there's a satisfaction in being able to insult somebody down to put their self esteem on zero. Misery loves misery, pain loves pain. Yeah, but I'm saying, but those are things that what we think is is funny, and what we think is oh let's laugh at so and so. A, you do that because you're not solid in you, yeah. and B, that's how we get people who are on the edge, who who don't to go feel over like, the edge. yeah. So I mean, these are things that that we need to say something to address. Some of the cultural ways that we get down okay. that perpetuate some of the problems. But that's before, like in the eras that we were in, like it was killed or be killed with that man. Like literally, it wasn't like not in a literal sense no, of no, killed, but in a sense, well, some people might not, <laughs> you know, in a sense of like if you. Didn't know how to knuckle up or cap back. Yeah, you were done. Like you know, what I'm saying you might as well sit in the house. Don't come outside until you're like 21 because you're going to get it. And that, to be honest with you, we weren't as sensitive. It was almost like a a, a ritual trial by fire that you just had to just you know man up. But now in these moments where things are a lot different, you know what I'm saying? The black family is not as structured as it used to be. It's it's more defined in single parent homes compared to like you had big mama we always specify that big mama you had big daddy all that kind of stuff and you had a community that could be a village movement now you got these little young people walking around here with nobody to go to and in places that they go to they get abused again yeah you know so i look at it, the foster care system i'm dealing with young kids that have been traumatized from ages like two years old to yeah. Being 19 as a grown person hasn't dealt with the trauma at two, but now that's trauma at 19. And then they're about to age out of the foster care system. Oh, no, it, it, it's bad out there. And the idea of we put so much on on kids, like when I hear people all the time talk about, you know, he's the man of the house and he's eight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, or, 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 or the sense of or you put you the know, responsibilities of the girl of the girl. Said, yeah. uh, her she's job fed, is to bathe her cooking, little brothers. She's and, to take care of the two kids. She's cooking a whole meal. Right. And she's washing the laundry. Yeah. So I mean, I get having chores and I get that. But but we we put adult responsibility. Like I can't count the times when we, we, you know, dealing with kids and stuff. We talk like parents who address things to their children. Like, I know people who are splitting up and they'll talk about, well, you know, I asked so-and-so this, referring to their child. I was like, why are you discussing this with a kid? Kids like seven, eight, they don't get a vote. Like, like why are why are we bring adult problems to children? The old days, it used to be if adults were talking in the room. Kids would shut the fuck or up. Or get out. Like, what do you, what do you, you know, if you sit and you see, you look over and see a little kid hanging around the table. No, nah, this is grown folks. What you doing in here? Yeah. Go outside they and play. Table. Go in your room. They wasn't even allowed to sit yeah. with adults yeah. when it came to times like that. Yeah. Okay. Now it's pull up a chair. Now it's, you know, we, we, we put these adult things and situations in there, over-sexualized. I mean, there's so many ways we address what how I many you get so many layers on a kid when they're young. But I think the point that to kind of to work it is that, like I said, if you're somebody who's going through stuff 
And if you can't seem to find relief in the circle you're in, like you, you, you exhaust. If you feel like you've exhausted all the avenues of the people, you know, then that might be then this might be time to start going into new circles. You got to find new friends. You got to find like I said, if you got hell, if you got to good, just Google psychiatrist nearby. You know, you have put yourself to be, in counseling. You, you, there's got to be some accountability. You have, yeah, you have to be willing to take and accept that there's a problem and go find the help and seek the help. I do not, do not justify any of the actions to make a point. Yeah. Right. To say, well, this is my pain. Someone else is going to feel my pain. Yeah. Right. And at the same time, I I hate that we're in this moment with all of the other stuff going on because we look at it and segue into. The fact of how we're looking about accountability, going to search for help, and we're telling people if you're listening, you have these issues. If you need to call us, hit us up. You know what I'm saying? Talk to somebody. Please do. But at the same time, creating a violent act of some Negro who, in a sense, was asking for help, but being a coward at the same time to create this conspiracy theory around him as if like well there's a little bit more to the story and i do believe there's more to the story deeply inside of the confines of him and his girlfriend and his mother yeah but in a sense of this bigger story it's like we're highlighting this guy like he was that much of a factor and we're not looking at the two things that we have to look at Black folks got a real big issue with um, lashing out on other black folks, right? Yeah. Correct. And then black folks have a real big issue with mental health, with yes. mental I- illness from the facts into the times that we just come out and pop out in America. We're already embraced in it yeah, from all that. Yeah. And then one more thing. Then in the same sense of always trying to find an excuse for certain behaviors, like, okay, we're going to go ahead and say because of that, that, and the other. Yo. Sometimes things are just plainly what it is, and I believe this is exactly what it is because we look at the the, the place where it happened in Ohio. Negroes is killing each other every day. Yeah. So this is not something like, oh my God, you know, here it happened in the suburbs. Choosing to shoot somebody there is not a foreign idea. It's not. So, and then we got to get away from the idea that black people don't do this. No, we do this. We have now, unfortunately, we have. Uh, adopted a lot of the behavior of our white counterparts that you usually, when you hear these things, you wouldn't even have to say. Shoot, shoot an 80 year old. Exactly. It'll be like, it'd be like white, well, that damn well, white person. Well, the old days, it used to be if you heard somebody say, man, he shot this 80 year old dude, the first words, did he owe him money? Like, it, well, the no, first no, person well, was no, like, damn, white people's crazy. That's well, what well, it No, 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 man. If you heard it was a black person. But yeah, 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 the yeah, first yeah, thing you'd be like, did, did he owe him money? Yeah. Did, did he like you're trying to find a personal yeah. connection that makes sense? Yes, sir. You know, it's like just some 80 year old dude didn't even know him. Yeah, but now, 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 dude, like literally, we're doing you just even talking about this story. A brother just like shot, killed three people in Fresno. Fresno, yeah. Well, so so let let let's let's take the the the, the focus off the shooters just for a second, and let's talk about like. What you said was very real that the the mental health state is is a real problem, like a real epidemic, because there's a lot of people that don't become mass shooters, don't even become killers, um, but have extreme bouts of depression, suicidal tendencies, addiction, uh, whether that be 
drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, uh, just high risk behavior. Uh, and all these things are just trying to find some ways to try to to put some kind of a Band-Aid on, on the pain and trauma that, that people are going through. And this idea of toughen up, man up, walk it off, get over it, like partially to what you're saying is this is a this is a a I don't want to call it, I don't want to disrespect them by calling them softer, but they are a more sensitive generation now. And you can call that whatever if you think it's better or worse. I don't think it's necessarily better to be um, rigid and and cold and frozen. I don't think that makes you a more of a man or more of a woman no. any more than being having a high emotional awareness makes you less of a man or less of a woman. But with the the old way of dealing with things does not work in this new generation of people. So this idea, you can't tell a 15 year old 2017, slap him across the back of the neck and tell him to walk it off. Mm, we're, we're not we're not there anymore. No. So we have, to, we have to change and to develop and move with the times that we're at. Yeah. And we're not doing that. Not at all. So I, I think that not only for the younger generation that's coming up, but if you're still around, mm -hmm. that old way of dealing with stuff is not working either. If you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, we, we call a kid soft now or many sensitive or he's this and that. You know, that them there, stress days were killing us. Was giving but us there are some sensitive ass Negroes. There are. Yeah, but there's some cowards. I mean, let's 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 keep it one. We can't just. Yeah, no, no. We can, cowards we can't to, and, and I'm separating the two. Like I said, the people who are really going through stuff, yeah. we can't just write it off no. as being sensitive. Some of these, they, they need some help. Yeah, they need to reach out. They need some compassion and some conversation. But I've dealt with a lot of these youngsters. A lot of them are sensitive. though. But in the same sense. With that being said in the framework, totally, that is true. That is, we have to be able to move and direct ourselves differently. But at the same time, you also have to be able to move and walk into the fact of understanding like, yo, I may need some help. Well, because, yeah, I believe that there's a difference between if you have uh, integrity, if you have strong character, if you're principled, you can be sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, like you can be in your feelings. But if you still carry integrity and, and character and you still a man or a woman of your word and you still do try to do the best to do right by people, you can feel how you need, you know, yeah. being in your feelings to me is I, I don't I don't think you I don't, I don't have a, I don't feel a certain kind of yeah, way about but, you. And I will also want to make sure that I, I, I state the sensitivity of a lot of the young people that I see and even some adults. It's like I can say something about you. Right. Mm -hmm. And. And this happened to one of my youngsters, right? This one, one of my mentees, like it was a sensitive ass Negro that killed him because he said something about uh, his music, right? Yeah. It's like back in our day, we're going to knuckle up or we're going to go just, we're going to have a, we're just going to exchange. It's going to be a verbal session for about three or four hours, yeah. right? It's probably going to last to the next day, right? Yeah. But he shot because he got emotional about what that person said, and I say sensitive in the sense of where now you feeling like I want to kill this person because of what this person has just said to me yeah. or how he got me feeling. Yeah. Right. And you got a lot of those people. That's what I'm saying. That, we're, we're talking about different people. Yeah. Sensitive I, I, people. A lot. You find them a lot more like with social media. This whole goddamn world is sensitive. You post something up and then next, you know, people lose their minds. They all they feel. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I preface the difference between being principled. With your integrity or your character, because you can get in your feelings, but don't allow your feelings to get you out of your character. Yeah, you know, because I something that was uh, taught to me some time back, and I've I've appreciated the lesson was uh, the difference between you know living by principles, not just your feelings. And the way that he explained it to me, he said, uh, 
at the end of your feelings, there may be nothing. Like you can feel something and feel it wholeheartedly, but at the end, you're just in your feelings. There's nothing based in it. You, you're just hungry, so you're irrita- irritated. You didn't sleep much, so you got an attitude. Like there, you, you really mean nothing to your feelings. But at the end of every principle is a promise. So if you have a principle of, uh, I'm not going to cheat on my wife. That's a principle that you live by. Now, regardless of how you feel when you see that girl in that miniskirt, or that push-up bra, or them heels, that's how you feel, your principle will keep you from being out of character and doing the wrong thing. Like, so I think we have a lot of, we don't stress principles, like character and integrity, like, you know, we did those manhood mentoring conferences and stuff, like, character and integrity is foreign to these young folks coming up. You know, they just all feelings. But, that aside, like I said, I think this, the important stuff to stress is the folks who are going through, not only, you know, I, I just stress, like, checking on your people. You know, checking on, on, on your sister, on your brother, on your cousins, checking on your mom and your daddy. Just because they're older don't mean that that, that they're immune yeah. to, to, to life situations and circumstances just because they've been dealing with it longer. You know, just, just, just I think that that's important to say something about and, and, and to, to be accountable yourself. Know when you need to, to, to put yourself on timeout. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like we might have to put a few people on timeout going back into the point of, the conspiracy thing. Okay. I, I, the, the conspiracy. Let's, 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 let's go into the conspiracy. Okay. The conspiracy for, for everything is not a, a government setup. Everything is not. Uh, there's not 15 layers to everything. Everything is not. There's not the, the magic bullet in the grassy knoll. And some stuff just what it is. Some shit is what it is, man. Bottom line. Sometime he raped that girl. Sometimes yeah. she stole that money. Yeah. Sometime he killed that dude. Yeah. Sometime they broke in that house. Yeah. Sometimes there was no extra. It was him. It, sometimes OJ did it. Like sometimes yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything is not a conspiracy. Could have been this, possibly that. Like when we start reaching, and we start Negroes are reaching. Yeah, I've heard this is this is this has gotten to the point where I feel like it's saying is Bigfoot still alive? You know, that that's where we're getting at with this. Bigfoot stole your car. Oh, man. Well, you didn't see the car and you ain't seen Bigfoot. And, And you know what? And trust me, like it's not knocking because we all know the foulness. Of the American government. We know the foulness. We kind yeah. of broke down some of this stuff earlier in the show. Yeah. And we've broken down a lot of it all the time in our show. But at the same time, sometimes I just believe with a little bit of technology, it almost creates Negroes to think too much outside of the box. And yes, we may must question. Yes, we may have to look at it on a deeper lens. But sometimes... Sometimes, most times, it's just is what it is. Yeah, if you want to get on the theory of what systemic things got somebody there, that can be a conversation to have. You can sit there, you know, maybe the situations at their job, maybe some family stuff growing up. For all I know, you know, dude was molested by mom's boyfriend so he felt a certain kind of way about her which led him to feel a certain kind of way about women which led him to all of a sudden dude walking down the street look like dude who touched like i mean you could put a lot of scenarios that could possibly lead up to a certain situation that's different than 
man, they, somebody planted a gun and and it was, you know, CIA involvement. FBI was on the scene. Um, the cover ups like sometimes it's just not that many layers. And I think that because of so many different things that have come out and people have used the example of Chris Donor. And I tell people all the time the Chris Donor thing was totally different because at the end of the day, Chris Donor had evidence and he had a whole bunch of uh, truth to speak upon the L.A. police department. So, of course, what goes down with Chris Donor is we going to burn the motherfucker in the house. Right. OK. And, and if you want to go, because not even getting all deep on that story, but if you if the I wouldn't even equate the two. You talk, yes, you're talking no, about no, 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 this Negro in Cleveland, it wasn't that deep. But at the same so time. So I'm saying for yeah. people who are trying to who are trying to go for, well, see, because, you know, you talk about that dude over there. It could be this dude over there. No, nah, we're talking about a dude on government, federal, local levels yeah. of law enforcement and politicians and all a lot of money and a bunch of situations. There's layers to that. And at the same time, when you look at this situation at the end of the day, then you got the other people. Well, this was used to distract us from this. Then I say to the people that are saying we're being distracted from this to that. What are you doing with the thing that we're being distracted from? Or what are you doing? What are you saying? How are you handling this? Since we're so distracted, please get to the thing that's uh, uh, going to be the biggest distraction, right? Yeah. Or not going to be the biggest distraction. Like, do something about whatever. At the end of the day, like, you know, there's things that I will really question, like the Dallas police shooting. Yeah, I'll look at that and be like, ah... None of that makes any sense because the way the story came out. No eyewitness shooter. No eyewitness to the specific shooter, and then you sent a drone in to blow up the building. Exactly. That, those kind those of are things. questionable circumstances. Questionable, but when a man, and I want to say that he actually did a, a video, the video, the first video that you were talking about, I want to preface that he actually did a video before he did a shooting, right? He was There was a video that he was doing. He's like, man, I'm just losing my mind to his partner, blah, blah, blah. So he said some stuff. That kind of led up, and then there was another video of him at the uh, in front of his, his 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 girlfriend's job, and he was talking about you know she screwed up my life. So there was a lot of different things that kind of played into like, well, it's still A to B to C. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's kind of like this just this Negro just snapped, and in the same sense, Negroes remember this is Ohio, as you said off air, this is. Many Chicago. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are not familiar with Ohio outside of LeBron. Negroes kill Negroes in Ohio. Well, I think, like I said, I think with the exception of LeBron James, so you, you, you they've heard. That's not in Ohio. What I mean, they've heard of Akron, and they, they know of Cleveland, and maybe they know something about Cincinnati. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, they're they're shooting up. They they shooting yeah. up. They're they're shooting in Cleveland. Shots out to the queen. You know what I'm saying? One of my queens who I mentor, um, um, both her sons, she is from Ohio. And she said, King, and this is before the shooting, she said, sent me some stuff in Facebook. Like, you see what I left and why I left? I said, damn, girl. 
Like they're killing each other. Yeah, and and so it, and the reason why, so it's a smaller geographically. You're not talking about a lot of people. Not at all. So I, I think you're talking about somewhere around four hundred thousand people. Wow. So who are just on top of each other, and it and and before we get into all that systemic stuff, there it's not coincidence that when you get a bunch of people on top of each other with limited resources, that you start finding it's violence. It's killed or be killed. You start finding you getting violence. That, that, that's that's you don't have to be a sociologist or a rocket scientist to figure that out. But what we're talking about is is the fact is it's just about saying something to the idea of not being afraid to say something if it's you, and listening when somebody's saying something to you. Like if you know that you've been going through it, and especially if it sounds like if this is if, I, if for the sake of discussion I hold every, this man to everything that he said in his post and his videos. If you know that this is something that's building up in you where you consistently feel like you're not being heard, you know that you're going to your coworkers and your friends and you feel like it's falling on deaf ears. If you like I said, if if taking it to the pastor may help you going to your priest, your rabbi, if if going, you know, you might like I said, don't be afraid to put yourself on time out. You might have to, you know, go go see somebody, get on that couch, get your Fraser time in for a couple of days and, and get things square again. Don't be so in your pride that that you, you, you find yourself in a situation that you hurt yourself or somebody else. And if you're somebody who's hearing it, they said everyone's not that whiny sister. Mm. Everyone's not just that that weak complaining brother or 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 mom or dad or or aunt or uncle. Some people are really going through it, and for some reason they're coming to you. Yeah. So before you get so hung up on whatever's going on in your day to day life, we just say not only to say something, but listen when people are saying something to you. I definitely believe that. I mean, like I said, I'm a survivor of you know certain traumas. And I continue to work on myself every day. I never, you know, really saw a therapist. I, I, I dealt with therapy, therapy when I was younger, but didn't even know what it was all about. Yeah. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I think it might have been some things about my mo- mother at the particular time. But I, you just go through stuff as a man, you know what I'm saying? And as, as a woman and this life that we lead because so many expectations of you. And then especially being black, it's like it feels like it's a double edged sword. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you look at our society that even people like you, you look at incredible actors like Heath Ledger, Robin Williams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That the took, struggle's really real. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That they, yeah. they took their own lives at the like Heath Ledger at the height of his career. Robin Williams, yeah, you might have not been as popping and you had your show canceled, but you're Robin Williams. Le- you're legend. the legend. legend. You can do a a a a little hour comedy set and people are all gonna run to you. Errors, breaking points in people's lives that at the end of the day that we have to be very clear and very mindful and be very open to let them be vulnerable, to let them have that space to cuddle and love on them and hug on them and let them be assured that you can tell me and you can pour out your emotions without me looking at you any differently and using your pain as a way to play you right and using your pain as a way to be like oh that dude is weak or she's weak and i can go ahead and do this and do that to them because i think with black people there's so much uh distrust in our community and there's such this 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 um stigma and the fact that we all are strong men and we're all strong women that nothing breaks us we just gonna be tough we gotta get away from that and say yo i'm hurting right now like, it's okay for me to grieve. Like, now, 
I cry more like before I would never cry. But if I'm feeling especially with some of the stuff that's happened to my kids, like yeah. I let it go because at the time it's no longer for me to be tough. And so it helps with my grieving so I can move on. And I tell everybody and I will say this again. Don't be afraid to sit there and speak and say something because you don't know who that can help, who that can impact. And there's so many more people that are going through the same thing as you. Yeah, because these emotional things, being emotional is not a fault. And being in touch with how you feel is not uh, it's not something that you should necessarily be ashamed of. And if you're somebody who's going through something, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. We all have different problems and issues and we deal with them differently. So just because the person that's standing next to you may not deal with it the way you deal with it, it doesn't take away how important it is to you. And don't be afraid to, to say something about what you're going through. And like I said, don't be afraid or don't just be so quick to shy off when people are saying something to you. This is the Say Something Podcast here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Since we're saying something, let's say something about where people can find you social media-wise. Uh, Facebook, Barry Axius, B-E-R-R-Y-A-C-C-I-U-S. Um, Instagram, at Team Voy, V-O-Y. And, of course, uh, Twitter, uh, Barry Axius. Shouts out again to all my new followers. Uh, I hate that follower word, but all to my new people um, in uh Seattle and then also in Portland showed a lot of love and I appreciate it. You know, continue to follow, continue to follow the show, and you know, let's get busy. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook and every other social media. It's uh, at J Morris CEO here with Mr. Barry Axis. Yeah, and until next show, we'll holla at you later. Say something.